You never have a normal day yeah. when you're doing what we do, I think. so. Definitely. Kelly's story is certainly unique as she runs an entire farm on the island of Kodiak, Alaska. So today we're going to learn the ins and outs of how she operates that, how she is the only dairy goat farmer in the state of Alaska, and her work with the mission. It's truly an incredible story, and I can't wait for you guys to listen a little bit more. And I promise it's going to maybe have you rethink your get-up time in the morning. So welcome to Simply Country Podcast. Here's Kelly. My name is Kelly Foreman, and I actually am in, up in Kodiak, Alaska, um, in, on Kodiak Island. So we're, the, we're like the top of the Aleutian chain. We're the second largest island in the United States to the big island of Hawaii, um, except we only have about 13,000 people on the entire island, which includes our seven villages that are kind of disconnected. We also have the largest Coast Guard base in the nation. We're a pretty small island here. However, I am a Nebraskan originally, born and raised on our family farm there. I am a fifth generation farmer on both sides. And so um, my one grandpa raised hogs, the other did sheep. My dad was a cattleman. Uh, my mom was the goat lady. <laughs> so I'm really, really thankful for that back background that I have. But uh, my husband is an elementary school counselor. And uh, so we are up in Kodiak. He works in the school district here. And then I manage, it's called Kodiak Baptist Missions Heritage Farm and Ranch. And we have been here now 17 years and um, have just in the last three years started the state's only grade A certified goat dairy. There are only two dairies total in the state of Alaska. So we have the only goat dairy and there's one cow dairy on the mainland, but we primarily work, um, we have a mixed species heritage kind of breed farm. So we have about every type of animal and we primarily um, work with kids as a teaching farm. We started with two goats that we flew down from the mainland of oh Alaska, miniature Nubian goats and a couple of horses. And now we're, now we're kind of big. I mean, for, <laughs> for an eye. I'm like, what? You know, I'm, I truly am that like crazy goat lady. I'm like, yeah, we can take one more goat. Sure. <laughs> well, can you tell us a little bit more about your, um, your social media page? Cause that's how I found you. And so what's, how can people find about this crazy story? Right. So, um, on Instagram, it's simply living AK and, I started to start to do that to take people around the behind the scenes to see what really went on mm -hmm. um, here. Because while we work with kids, we're actually a full functioning farm. Yeah, um, you have you know, all the things. We still have to fix the fences and do all all of the day in and day out parts of that. And so, um, farming in Alaska is so different than Nebraska. Um, ever was. And I found that it was kind of interesting to people because the situations that we deal with are different. You know, we have to load all of our hay onto a landing craft skiff <laughs> and take it across the ocean to another island where our cattle free range. You know, that's not normal, no. really. <laughs> no, it's not normal. <laughs> you know, like for me to have a large animal vet come, my vet actually is in Wisconsin and um, he's Alaska accredited. However, like I'll be calling him if I have a problem with a three hour time difference. And, and he's like, good luck. Hope that works out for you. You know, <laughs> as we're like, hey, we have a twisted uterus and a goat and us. Let's try and figure this out. Um, That's a lot of problem solving. 
Right. And so they're just the day in and out things that we do here that are just um, different and challenging (laughs) in in new ways. And so that's where um, following along with social media came. And I wanted to keep my family up to date. You know, my husband and I are the only people here. Everybody else lives far away from us. And so it was a good, good way to connect. Well, that's why I was saying is like people need to go and check this out because I just love the things where you were like, and this is how we got our horse to our location. On a boat. Right. <laughs> on a boat. That was a that was crazy day. You know, we looked at pictures of people like lo- a long time ago here, and they did that. And we're like, we should be able to do this. But it's terrifying. I, was, I don't know if I'm a wimp or not, but, you know, to open up that front loader of your boat, and we kind of retrofitted a box thing. And thank goodness we have good horses, but yeah. we walk on, and you close that up, and then you hit the open ocean and we've taken six horses across the water back and forth every summer we hit it last summer we hit a thing where the tide came in oddly and so we were trying to drop off at our beach so we're ocean i'm pointing because i can see the ocean from here we're ocean front we have a beach and so we brought in the horse and he was in like four feet of water that he had to jump out of the boat oh into the water to get to the beach and i was like he can totally do this no problem <laughs> I, I didn't feel like like maybe we couldn't do this like all we were all covered in water and he lived he just was given pony rides to kids yesterday so <laughs> wow oh my gosh I'm just that is so crazy so can I ask what drew you from Nebraska into Alaska like that's a right. that's a huge difference it is it was, and and really it was it was Cody Athos mission it was this place here where I worked so I did my college internship and they work with kids and so um, I came up to be a summer day camp counselor and so I just thought this is a crazy fun adventure like I'm not going to get stuck on the farm my whole life you know like <laughs> I'm going to different and I guess when it's in your blood, you just kind of bring it, bring it with you. But, um, and then my husband, you know, he, he was like, I can get a job anywhere. He was going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at one point we tried to move back down to Nebraska. And after a while, this place kind of just gets into your blood. And so um, it has, it's kept us here. You know, we love, I love that we have the farming aspect, but like Stephen captains our boat and loves to fish and mm-hmm. go to different islands and and do kind of that that side of things too so he's a he's a licensed captain and so he'll do whale watching tours in the evenings um for people so kodiak is just it still has all the seasons um but it's also a fabulous place to raise kids we've had our three boys here and um really appreciate um the the community that we have so wow what an incredible story. I, I'm so glad that you found your calling and that this is exactly where you need to be. And I, I, that's that's just so cool. And that's a lot of courage in order to like pick up and move and then say, well, we don't know how to drive an animal across the ocean. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. And Stephen ended up, we were landlocked Nebraskans. He'd never driven a boat before he got up here. Yeah. Uh, that was always, you know, this kind of joke, we had tornadoes, but in the past like four years, we've had like five tsunami warnings and so the the alarm blares you know when we're oceanfront and all the horses are down ocean and the and our barn is right on sea level and so we're like do we take the animals do we leave the can we leave our house should we not you know and we're at 80 feet and you're supposed to be about 100 feet so we kind of sit it out thinking i think we'll be okay um because we have to go up a hill but there are little things like that that are very different than what we were 
used to. Right. And I would never have thought, okay, a tsunami, let's bring up the horses. (laughs) Yeah. That's just not, not as normal as like for we, we are Oklahoma now. We still live in Idaho and I've only visited Alaska once. It was absolutely beautiful. But, um, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, Idaho, that kind of ranching and farming, I'm sure is way different. When we visited Alaska, I was like, it's really cold here too. So. Yeah, yeah, the mainland is worse than Kodiak. We are a temperate rainforest, so we, it rains. Yeah, on Kodiak, we're down a little bit. So last winter was really cold and really snowy. This winter has not been as cold, but it's been really rainy. Um, This last week, we just actually lost a tree this weekend. We had 40-mile-an-hour winds with gusts of 75 miles an hour. So, you know, being right on the ocean, we just, we get some heck of storms that, that come and um but last winter it, it snowed unst where we were headed over at one to two times a week to feed cattle and try and find water and we hit one point of the winter their cattle free range you can't like when the water freezes up over there there's no other option because you're surrounded by water but it's salt water right and cattle eat a lot of the kelp the bull kelp they eat the ends off the bull kelp and then we were supplementing them and we looked at some old, old records of the island, and they said there was a spring in the middle of the island, and we're sure that's where they had to get water. <laughs> they all lived, but you just at that point, you're like, oh, dear Lord, let them find water and make it. It sounds, um, it's very scary when you get to those extreme conditions. But, you know, you guys just had a huge storm in Oklahoma, too. We did, yeah. And it was like, I, I, it's not joking. I shouldn't joke, but I was just like, we just moved from Idaho to Oklahoma in the last couple of months. And I'm like, we brought it. We brought the North <laughs> to the South because oh, it was brutal. I was like asking everybody around here, like, is this normal? Like, should are all, and they're like, we never get snow. You know, we never get like this amount of ice and snow mix. So that was kind of intense too. Oh my goodness. Yes. Man, well, I want to know a little bit about like what does your typical day look like because you have a lot of hands in a lot of different places. Yeah, we do. So, oh, this will sound so crazy, and I actually don't talk about it too much because it always sounds really horrible. But I wake up at two thirty every morning. That's when my um, right. it is horrible. (laughs) Out of bed by two thirty, and so I, I get up and I. I have kind of my own time because it's the only time I get during the day, you know, because it gets yeah. really, really And then I milk our, our goats. And so um, I right now am the one person that does the the dairy side. So we milk about um, between 15 and 20 goats, depend, depending on the on the season. And then we process the milk here, too. So we're a micro dairy. So we do everything from start to finish. So we'll have baby goat season starting in April. So we have the baby goats. We raise them kid them um then we milk them and then I go and process that milk and then depending on what day it is whether I'm bottling plain milk or chocolate milk or making cheese try and get that done early in the morning before the main day starts and then do the other chores around that we have so you know the the chickens and we have the trying to go down the line our horses and mule ducks we have sheep um and don't have to do much with the cattle. I have a bull here right now that's going to be going over to the to the other island come come summer. Anyway, get get all the other chores. To, oh, we just had piglets, so pigs. Yes. Uh, and 
and then try and make it home before my husband has to leave to go to work because oh, I have the, the kids. And so try and get home before 7 a.m., 6.45, 7 a.m. so that I can be there. And this year, as crazy as it is, we're homeschooling our boys, which I am not a homeschool mom, <laughs> but just whole situation of everything. Um, we had opted to do that. So I have a just turned 11 year old and an almost nine year old. And then we have a four year old. And so get them all going. Thankfully, they're pretty, they're pretty good about it. And then I am the assistant executive director at Kodiak Baptist Mission. And so I'm the child care administrator for all the kid programming. So oh to God. make sure we're, we're doing all the paperwork type of thing. Thankfully, I have a lot of flexibility in that. And then um, we run horse lessons. So currently, um, lately I've been doing, we had another, uh, one of our other guys has been doing that, but he's had to be out. So I've taken on we have about 35 horse lessons a week that we do in the morning portion of the, the day. And then in the afternoon and when after school comes, I have an after school farm and ranch club of kids. And so they've gotten, they, we do a variety of things. We're trying to work on hydroponics right now. And then they, yesterday they were helping me move goats around, which gets a little chaotic when you have second graders through 13 <laughs> trying to maneuver like 20 goats, but they, they do that. And then, um, then it's normally come home and I'm on the, whether it be a farm bureau meeting, we do 4-H, some of those things. We have those activities or, you know, something something along those lines and then try and be in bed by like 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> Summer, winter's so easy. Summer's so hard because it's bright as day, mm-hmm. you know, at 8 o'clock. And um, it's just a yeah, little bit, a little bit crazy otherwise that's a lot to take on and your days are really long I mean I don't think that a lot of people know how much work goes into the daily operations of farming and ranching and having a and having a business or a job outside of farming and ranching too so hats off to you that's incredible Kaylee thanks thanks we you know I really I do really love it I I remember thinking college like I need to find something that I really love to do because I don't want to have to work a day in my life you know I kind of and it's a lot of work but when you like to do it mm-hmm. um it definitely makes it worth it you know and some days are long like it was funny I saw something this morning they said like the first day of calving season like you're really excited you know like right in the middle you're like oh this is tough and by the end you have fully lost your mind and that's how you <laughs> feel like it season you know you think I, why did I do this this is, this is ridiculous and then two weeks later you're like let's do it again that was fun so yes exactly so and then you guys have just taken on pigs like the piglet how many seasons yeah. have you done the picking the picking so interesting part about Kodiak we are a disconnected island and yeah. so over 95 96 percent of everything we get is either brought in by boat or by plane. Okay. So anything, that's how it was brought here. But when you think about your food source, it, that can be a little scary. If you hit, right. you know, if you have a tsunami, if you're disrupted in the economy, you know, Kodiak does not necessarily get things. We hit a few times this year with bad weather. All my milk was the only milk on the shelves. Everything else was completely empty because wow. mine's look, but was there. So that comes the same way with food sustainability. And that's where we try and teach that. However, at the same time, it's very good for us. So those pigs were part of that to have our sustainable meat source and the, and the cattle and the goats and, and the, for the dairy. And then, you know, we have the chickens and things. Me, by the way, I love your camper coop. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was super excited to see that anyway. Anyway, but so we got into 
digital hogs about four or five years ago too. And it was going to be just like a little thing. And then we realized we need to keep these because who knows if we're going to, you know, we just, we don't know if we're going to have them or not. And so we have done that. We did, Cody, I had somebody ask me this last week, like, do you guys have any predators besides eagles? And I was like, yep, Cody, I have brown bears. That's a big one. Really? Um, Pick thing that we have lost to a Kodiak brown bear. Um, and that was kind of a crazy um, situation. But otherwise, the bears have stayed away and the pigs have done really well for us. So That's awesome. Yeah. And that is a, like, we just go back to that responsibility and what a great opportunity for you guys to flourish in your, in your farming aspect of things. And how exciting that you guys get to provide for your community. I think that's why I love the farming aspect of things so much is because you get to have such a hand in providing for people. Um, I think we can all agree that after the 2020, it was it's pretty scary when you look at there's no eggs on the shelf. There's right. no bread. We still, because of that storm, people went in and we have no bread on the shelf. We have no eggs. There's no milk. And we weren't we weren't even as bad as like losing all the power like Texas was, but it's amazing. And so I, we have, I mean, we have a ton of chickens. So I was like delivering to eggs to all the people. And some of them were like, thank you. Cause we, we weren't able to get eggs and we like eggs every day, that kind of thing. So it's amazing how important that local farming can be. Absolutely. That's the one thing that we all have in common. We all have to eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, all have to eat and so it's so good where your food is coming from to buy local and to to have an idea of who your farmer is and to support that because when things get tough and we disrupt our food food systems they'll still be there right next door um yes so what is your favorite part about your farming operation working on the mission living in alaska just give me kind of your what's your favorite part of your day I love the, I love working with kids. I love connecting them back. I really believe that the way that you're going to see long lasting change is to invest in our young people. Mm-hmm. And the best way that I have found is the, the traits that I hope and wish to see in our future are clearly lived out every day through farming. And so you're put to the max, you're the stresses and to be able to share that with kids. I really, really love that close you know i love also there are lots of parts i love baby goat season i (laughs) i just so i'm so thankful for that new life and um being you just never know what your kids are going to look like when they come out and just that that first breath and and then shortly after they hop up on their feet and they're running around and just the joy that they bring everybody, baby goats are the cutest. So um, that would be right there. And then having my family with yeah. me, you know, that my boys have been able to grow up in this environment that even though Steven, my husband grew up a city kid, he's like, yep, what do you need? Here we go. <laughs> and um, we, we just plow on together. So. Oh my goodness. Yes. Grayson wakes up. My oldest wakes up every morning and works in the dairy. He's $2 an hour. He does not know that that's not good pay. He thinks that's excellent right now. My dad tried to tell him like, you need to get a raise. I was like, Shh, not yet. <laughs> but um, he wakes up in the morning to help. And um, the other two, my youngest like is obsessed with the pigs right now. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really neat. 
That's really exciting. Well, and so what kind of advice do you have for someone who would be um, looking to join any type of operation like you're into? What, what, what advice have you learned along your time? You know, I, I always say like, I have not done anything special compared to anybody else. The only thing that I have done is I just got up one more time than the other guy did when they got knocked down. I mean, that, that you probably, I'm, I'm certain that you feel the same way with all that you're doing with having to work and re, regain your farm. Like there are some days you're like, oh, this was so tough, but you wake up the next morning and you're like, I'll do it again. And one day, the next day you can do it. That's the day you get certified or that's the day you sell your first bunch of eggs. You just happen to get up and stay motivated one more day. And then the other thing is to just have enough courage to ask for help. There's so many things I just don't know. I really don't know. But there are really smart people out there that do know them. And for me to swallow my pride, you know, like I'm a fifth generation on both sides. Well, that doesn't matter. There's so much I don't know. And I for sure don't know how to do it in Kodiak. Yeah. So just say, I don't know. I need help. So those those would be my my two my two things. Because we can learn anything. You can learn anything today. But uh, those other parts, that's that takes a little bit of extra push, I guess. Exactly. Well, and I think if it goes back to like the learning of things, social media is amazing. The things that you can learn and connect with people, it's pretty good, pretty cool. And I have found like, I've just found extra motivation and and joy from watching other farmers. I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one. And so while we may be the only ones in our little corner of the universe, well, there are lots of little corners. And so it is, (laughs) I've, I love it. I always say, I'm like, oh, I'm a huge social media fan. <laughs> I love it. One of the fun things, I think probably the best part as far as being a dairy is we make ice cream. And so we have the only local like scoop ice cream. So we always have 12 different flavors of oh our goat milk. We go key lime pie, you know, pumpkin cheesecake to mint chocolate chip. We have all of those. And that has been such a great community bolster. So we're always there at the farmer's markets on Saturdays, uh, having our ice cream and milkshakes and all the all banana splits. And I think that that for us, you know, it's been so fun. Then the barn's always open for people to come and, and visit. So I, I've i seen it. Like ice cream is the way to a community's heart. And even <laughs> through COVID first, you know, like we couldn't have – people into the area to sit down, but everybody still came and then they all went outside. And that was the beauty of, you know, being, having the the land and open area that we have that people were able to still get ice cream and gather separately, gather social distance. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's now a new vocabulary word. <laughs> and don't we, unfortunately, don't we have so many new words that we just never thought we'd need to know. Totally. And thank through all of COVID, we've been able to make the mitigation plan. So all of our kid programs have been able to continue to run all the way through. Like I have not had to stop um, our farm and ranch after school kiddos, but we're outside a lot and nobody's to date, Lord willing, we have not had (laughs) positive, you know, kid cases on here at all. So that's good. And is there a way that people can kind of learn a little bit more about your operation? Like if they wanted to mimic something similar to you, like how to um, process goat milk, is there a, like a resource that you can share with us? We are working on our, it's CodiacBaptistMission.com and I'm working to expand our page there so that you can see it. I really would love, you know, we are a micro dairy, but all these rural communities, I always think about our village communities. It's 
so easy to replicate what we have. And it is a relatively inexpensive way of doing that. And so I am a huge advocate to um, these little micro dairies. Mm -hmm. And started. I think that it's so cool all the way from milk to ice cream to cheese. Like you can do it and they make it possible without breaking the bank. So, well, thank you so much for this, this opportunity. I love to be able to do it. So thank, thank you, you for so making time out of your day. And when you went through the timeline, I'm like, I don't even do half of what Kelly does. <laughs> I really well when I sleep. I am out. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So after listening to that podcast, how many of you guys really thought about your bedtime and then what time you got up? I did, for sure. Um, I think that this is a perfect story about living out your purpose and when you are excited about your day and you know what you're wanting to accomplish in your life, it doesn't matter what time you get up in the day. So go give Kelly a follow and thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time.